in the quiet suburban town of Crestwood where neatly manicured lawns stretch like green carpets and white picket fences line the streets, there lived a man named John Clay. John wasn't your typical resident, though. While most people enjoyed the serenity of their peaceful neighborhood, John had developed a peculiar hobby. He stole things from people's lawns. John wasn't a malicious thief. He was more of an eccentric collector with an insatiable desire for the odd and quirky. He was particularly drawn to the unique items people adorned their front yards with, the, the kind of stuff that made the mundane routine of suburban life um, tad more interesting. One sunny Saturday morning, John set out on his usual expedition, armed with a canvas bag slung over his shoulder and dressed in dark clothes that helped him blend into the shadows. He moved stealthily through the quiet streets like a phantom in search of his next prize. His first stop was the Johnsons' residence, known for their extravagant taste in lawn decor. As John approached their front yard, he spotted an eye-catching ceramic gnome that seemed to be beckoning him without hesitation. He snatched it up and deposited it into his bag, a mischievous grin playing on his face. Aboldened uh, by his success, John moved on to the Patterson's house. Their lawn was adorned with a peculiar assortment of items, and among them, John found a vintage bicycle with a flower basket. He chuckled to himself as he wheeled it away. Imagining the perplexed looks on the faces of the Pattersons when they discovered their beloved antique was missing. As the morning progressed, John's collection grew more eclectic. A weathered wooden sign that read Beware the Dog from the Millers, a pair of whimsical wind chimes from the Carters, and even a rusty garden gnome that seemed to have seen better days. Unbeknownst to John, his thieving escapades had not gone unnoticed. A vigilant neighbor named Mrs. Thompson had been peering through her curtains suspicious of the man with the canvas bag who seemed to be depleting the neighborhood of its quirky charm. By the time John reached the Turner residence, he was feeling rather pleased with his acquisitions. But little did he know that the Turners had recently acquired a pink flamingo, a garish and flamboyant addition to their otherwise ordinary lawn. The plastic bird with its vibrant hues and outlandish pose caught John's eye, and he couldn't resist adding it to his growing collection. However, as John made a hasty retreat with the stolen flamingo in hand, Mrs. Thompson spotted him. Her eyes widened, and her sense of civic duty overcame any fears she might have felt. She promptly dialed the police, describing the peculiar thief who'd been pillaging the neighborhood of its whimsical treasures. As John walked down the quiet street admiring his loot, he suddenly heard the distant wail of sirens. Panic set in as I realized he was being pursued by the authorities. Clutching the pink flamingo tightly, he quickened his pace, weaving through alleys and ducking behind houses in a desperate attempt to elude capture. The chase intensified with police cars closing in on John. The once serene suburb now echoed with the blare of sirens and the pounding of footsteps. John's heart raced as he navigated the labyrinthine streets each turn, bringing him closer to either freedom or capture. With adrenaline pumping through his veins, John found himself near the town park, a sprawling green oasis that offered a glimmer of hope. The police, determined to apprehend the eccentric thief, followed him closely, their shouts filling the air. In a last-ditch effort to escape, John ducked into the park where the trees and shrubs provided ample cover. He zigzagged through the greenery, evading his pursuers with a mix of desperation and determination. The pink flamingo, now a symbol of both his audacity and his impending capture, bounced along with every step. As John neared the park's exit, he spotted a row of bushes that led to a quiet side street. Seizing the opportunity, he sprinted towards the narrow opening, narrowly evading the grasp of the pursuing officers. With a final burst of energy, he emerged onto the side street and disappeared into the maze of suburban homes. 
Breathing heavily, John slowed his pace and cast a furtive glance back at the park. The police, thwarted by the labyrinthine greenery, were left searching for a phantom in the foliage. With a triumphant grin, John continued his escape, the stolen treasures in his bag and the flamboyant pink flamingo clutched in his hand. As he melted into the anonymity of the suburban landscape, John Clay became a legend in Crestwood, the elusive thief who had stolen the heart of the neighborhood, one quirky lawn decoration at a time. And so with the the fading echoes of sirens behind him, John Clay vanished into the suburban sunset, leaving behind a town forever changed by the whimsy he had liberated. Months passed since John Clay's daring escape, and Crestwood gradually returned to its tranquil routine. The legend of the eccentric thief who had pilfered the peculiar treasures of the town lingered in hushed conversations and curious glances exchanged among neighbors. Many had resigned themselves to the mystery, believing that John Clay had vanished into the shadows for good. However, the desire for one last great heist still burned within John. The allure of Crestwood's quaint charm and the thrill of pilfering its idiosyncratic lawn ornaments proved too tempting for him to resist. The rumor mill had not been idle, and whispers of the return of the elusive thief began to circulate through the town. One misladen morning, the residents of Crestwood awoke to find their lawns adorned with cryptic notes, each one a taunting invitation from the mysterious John Clay. The notes promised a grand spectacle, a final heist that would surpass all previous endeavors. The town was abuzz with excitement and apprehension as the news spread like wildfire. The appointed night arrived, and the moon cast an ethereal glow over Crestwood. Residents peered through their windows, curious and anxious as the atmosphere crackled with anticipation. Unbeknownst to the town, John Clay had returned clad in his signature dark attire, a shadow in the night ready to reclaim the peculiar treasures he so coveted. His first target was the Smiths, a couple known for their love of vintage memorabilia. John, with practiced ease, infiltrated their yard and snatched a weathered record player that had become a beloved centerpiece. The soft hum of vinyl records had filled their home for years, and now it rested snugly in John's canvas bag. Emboldened by the success of his initial heist, John moved swiftly from house to house, leaving a trail of baffled and dismayed residents in his wake. The Turner residence, still reeling from the loss of their iconic pink flamingo, was once again a target. John, fueled by a desire to reclaim his previous trophy, returned the flamboyant lawn ornament to its rightful place, a gesture both whimsical and enigmatic. As the night progressed, John's audacity reached new heights. He took a detour to the Johnson's yard where he had first pilfered the ceramic gnome. This time, he returned the gnome, albeit adorned with a tiny black mask, a playful nod to his own clandestine activities. The town, caught in a strange mix of amusement and frustration, began to appreciate the peculiar artistry of John's heists. Crestwood had become a canvas for his whimsical exploits, a peculiar gallery where stolen treasures were returned with a touch of eccentricity. The police, determined to capture the elusive thief, were once again in hot pursuit. The chase through the suburban streets echoed the familiar pattern with John Clay dancing through the night, always one step ahead of his pursuers. The stolen items clinked and jostled in his bag, a cacophony of Crestwood's quirkiest treasures. As the first light of dawn painted the sky, John found himself at the heart of Crestwood Park, where it all began. The police, closing in on him, could sense the culmination of this peculiar saga. John, standing amidst the towering trees and manicured lawns, turned to face his pursuers, a mischievous grin on his face. In a surprising twist, John Clay revealed the contents of his bag, not as stolen goods, but as carefully wrapped gifts. Each item lovingly returned to its rightful owner, 
carried a note expressing gratitude for being part of Crestwood's unique tapestry. The town, once perplexed by the eccentric thief, now stood in a collective moment of amusement. The police, unsure of how to proceed, you know, exchanged puzzled glances. You know, John Clay, sensing the bewilderment in the air, raised the pink flamingo high above his head. A moment of silence ensued before the park erupted in laughter. A shared realization that perhaps the true heist was the joy John had brought to the town. With a theatrical bow, John Clay disappeared into the early morning mist, leaving behind a town forever changed. Crestwood, now a canvas adorned with a mix of stolen and returned treasures, embraced the enigma of its peculiar thief. And so the legend of John Clay lived on a whimsical chapter in the town's history that would be recounted with a chuckle and a smile for years to come. 